0: Hey, what's up? I'm Jess Grace Garcia, and I'm a music producer, filmmaker, and worship pastor. And you are? I'm Jack Bates, drag queen, media, comedian. All those things. Some other things, too. You're a real cutie. And a real cutie. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're in a mini-sode, so we have to rush through our intros, and I didn't, because I'm tired. Today's We never day. do. I know. It's like,
1: it's like on brand.
0: And it's like on brand. We're like, yeah, we're really cool, guys. We really want to tell you all the things we do. <laughs> well, today we're going to be talking about... To be able to try and keep this a mini I'm actually gonna just dive into the question right now because I do think this answer is going to take a minute.
1: One earth minute. It's gonna be the shortest mini soat ever.
0: No. By a minute, I mean it's gonna take some time. We, we we need all the time for this answer. Um, so I met quite a few amazing people at the QCF conference a couple of weekends ago and It was just, of course, uh, even though it was virtual, it was a really cool experience. And one of the things I love about the fact that virtual has become an option is that it has become more affordable for lots of different people. Mm -hmm. And so we've been able to see diversity in and like people who are still kind of figuring out their stuff, you know, like just have realized, you know, maybe I'm queer and maybe that's okay. And finding this uh, conference for only $50 for the weekend. It's actually a huge gift to them. So to be able to be like hearing from these people like, Oh my God, like I never knew I needed this or I never knew this existed on all the different age um, spectrum, like was really a reminder to me why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. And I got reached out to by um, someone who was new uh, and, At times, I think most of the time did not even put on their camera in Zoom chats just because they're still very shy and figuring things out. And I'm just really excited about their journey. Um, But I really appreciated Mm -hmm. that they felt comfortable reaching out to me and uh, through Facebook and sending me a message. And one of the things that they said to me um, after we had started to have a little bit of a conversation was, can I ask you something? Do you think God will ever give me the desire I've always wanted to get married to a woman and to form a family? I have never dated anyone, like never been in a relationship, and I long for that. And I wonder if God is ever going to give me that one desire I have for my life. Sometimes I feel like I'm going to be single the rest of my life. So how do I find peace if for whatever reason God maybe decides not to give me the desire of life partner? And like we all do. We often apologize for being too much. And uh, this person said, also, I apologize if I'm bothering you in any way. And I responded and said, you are absolutely not bothering me. I just want to be thoughtful in my response to you. Mm -hmm. And I asked their permission if I could share this question with um, our Lavender Mafia uh, community. And I think they're excited to, to hear Jack and I talk about it. So, Jack, what do you think? What was your first like gut response to that question or series of questions?
1: My initial response is the annoying sort of philosopher response of like, let's pick apart the question but because i I think that well, hopefully it's helpful. There are a lot of assumptions there that I think deserve some investigation maybe refutation this person like they seem to be coming from a strand of the christian tradition that like has a like a a strong conception of god's sovereignty like they seem to like depict god as like really in control of their lives and like if God doesn't want them to have a, a spouse or a partner, then they're not gonna get one. And not everybody uh, views God's relationship to humanity in that same way, but even if we do I think there's there's good reason in scripture, the Christian tradition, just in kind of human experience. Generally, that like God has left a lot of it up to us. That part of what it means to be made in the image of God is that they've given us free will. They've given us a, a certain degree of control to determine like what our own destinies are going to unfold as. More simply, I'll put it as like don't blame god if you're not on tinder or grinder whatever (laughs) plenty of fish (laughs) like there are there's steps that we got to take to get what we want yeah and prayer absolutely can be one of those and a a lot of us in the lavender mafia community have a, a complicated relationship with prayer but i'll like still pray for the things that i need and want like when jesus was showing us what they believed that we should pray like they included give us this day our daily bread like give us what we need Mm. um not as like a oh i don't feel like god will give me what i want if i don't ask for it but i like the way that some christian thinkers have put it but like god's gonna give you what's good for you If you ask them, then you have the, like, additional benefit of, like, I asked God for something and they gave it to me, like like a good parent does. Like, there's that sort of relational component as well. Like, I could sort of creepily, like, leave a toy somewhere for Joshua to find, (laughs) or I could, like, give him one myself. Like, he gets the toy either way, but it's only in the latter that it's been... It's had this relational dimension to it.
0: Yeah. I think that's really good. One of the things that I was thinking about was, I think when we say, will God give me this thing? It creates this like reward system. That's really Mm -hmm. unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Like reward and punishment. Like, Oh, what did I do wrong? I was given this really shit life. I have chronic illness, I have um, a disability, I have, you know, whatever, countless things. I'm queer, right? (laughs) Like, let's be (laughs) honest. Like, sometimes, like, God, why did you do this? Why did you give me this? What did I do wrong? Right. And that is the opposite side of, oh, like, if I do everything right, then I'll be given the desires of my heart. And it's just, it's not black and white like that. And it's really, Mm -hmm. it's a really unhealthy thought process that we have been societally given and culturally given, especially in um, conservative evangelical upbringings. Right. I know for me growing up, having um, a pretty tough life, I had to learn early on that it wasn't (laughs) a matter of like this is you're you were given this life because you did something wrong. Um so I think that's that's first of all, like something we have to work on. I also right. think that we've unfairly been given like this this picture of what is Happiness and joy. Like, the only way to be happy is to find a romantic partner and to have babies, have 2.5 children, and have a white picket fence, and you know, all of these things like own a house. Like, these this is the only path. Make sure you get a bachelor's degree, whatever. Like, this is the only path to happiness, right? And and like i um that doesn't mean to diminish what you want if you want this, like that's a beautiful thing, but like if this is what you think you want because it's based on what we've been told we want that's a that's another thing, yeah because like and this is coming for someone who is married, who has a wife, who desires children, but I don't know that we're going to be able to have children and Wrestling with the fact of like, wait, well, is this because God doesn't want me to? And no, that's not that I've had to come to the fact that that's, that's not true. That's, that's a mm-hmm. lie that I'm telling myself in order to have someone to blame <laughs> and to be upset at someone specific, as opposed to just like understanding that the world sometimes um, doesn't work out that way, you know? Right, right. So I think like that's kind of where my initial reaction goes to when I think about this question and where it's coming from and um I also want to say like we all feel this mm-hmm. <laughs> like as much as I'm, we're we're trying to give you guidance um to to try and think outside of the box a little bit I also want you to know that you're not alone Like we all feel this level of like loneliness and frustration about our lives being so much different than what we think everyone else's lives are like. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden having to come up with our own blueprint, but eventually you're going to realize that that's actually really fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Like that we haven't been given a set path that we have broken away from that by being queer. And that now gives us this opportunity to make our own choices in a way that sometimes straight, cis, heteronormative people do not get. Right. And so it's actually a really cool thing to be able to be like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm figuring me out. And that can be in a really attractive feature. And Mm -hmm. I think if you are open to finding love and you're desiring it and you're willing to take risks, that's another thing willing to like risk hurting yourself and falling on your face. Um, then there's an opportunity for love.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: For, this per- person in particular
1: and other listeners who might be in a similar boat where they might be sure that these are things that they want out of life like i i love that part of what it means to have free will is that we get to in some measure decide what our individual flourishing as mm-hmm. human beings look like yeah I remember earlier in the pandemic, it was really hard for me to envision like a plausible future for myself where I thought that like the big goals of my life, like, like not only did it not seem like they were going to be accomplished, it didn't seem like I would be able to get any traction on them. Really. <clears throat> my big three goals were like, to be able to, like, <laughs> I mean, it's setting the bar pretty low, like, to uh, financially support myself, to have, like, work or ministry involvement that I found, like, sustainable and meaningful, and to have, like, a romantic partner to go through life with. Like, Good not, job. Not you reaching did it. for the stars here. But, yeah, like, <laughs> I I feel like I'm now well aware on my way towards those goals like not not long after i despaired of any hope of uh finding anybody because i was uh 35 which like as a gay male presenting person like you might as well be shipped off to the glue factory or like head up to a farm (laughs) upstate (laughs) (laughs) um and like divorced and disabled and like femme of center like i i thought these were just like the you know three strikes rule like the death sentence on my love life but not too long after i despaired of all hope of like finding somebody like august and i matched on tinder sort of on Mm -hmm. a thousandth chance because he lived in riverside at the time and i lived in pasadena we were like the montagues and the capulets (laughs) and like we we only matched because he like happened to be driving past pasadena while i was like swiping left and right mostly left um, on on tinder because i wouldn't usually set my like search radius out that far because mostly i would have rather died than matched with somebody in the, <laughs> in the Inland Empire. <laughs> but we can, like, we can get into these ways of thinking though like, oh, uh, it could never happen for me. Like, life is just sort of over. And, yeah, like, I've looked at our uh, demographics, like, most of our listeners are younger than we. Like, it is mm-hmm. far too early to give up on any of those, like, big life goals like if you want to find a partner for yourself like talk to queer people you know who are in relationships that they're happy in like ask them how they met each other for a lot of us it's like matching online and then like meeting in an alley for unspeakable things (laughs) and then seeing if there's that like extra spark where you get into, like boyfriend girlfriend territory
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's interesting because i believe that they did ask me like how did you guys meet and again it's like you said it's online like mm-hmm. erica and i met online and so did jana and i <laughs> you know and i think that that comes down to accessible community like it's hard to find if you're not in like A super metropolitan area, and especially if you're not an extrovert and in theater, like you have to like get online and like Mm -hmm. meet other queer folks. And like you've already taken one of the biggest steps by going to the QCF conference. I met my girlfriend at the QCF conference like this is like going to a conference and meeting other queers like you that have similar stories, similar experiences, this a perfect opportunity to bond with someone mm-hmm. and and create tons of friends. Like not that you're out there looking for like a partner, but just that you're like looking for people who get you. And right. like you were saying Jack, like ask a queer person. It's like, you know, maybe this is the first time you're having some encounters with queer people. Give yourself mm-hmm. some time to get used to what it means to have friends and relationships with other queer folks. Cause I'm telling you what you're going to learn a lot about yourself in the next year, a lot. Mm. And it's going to be, it's going to be a lot to process if you're doing it with a romantic partner (laughs) and it can be a gift to you and to your future romantic partner or partners for you to process some of this stuff for yourself. Like I'm, you can ask my, I'm the oldest. You can ask my younger siblings. (laughs) Like I am a big believer in figuring your shit out (laughs) before diving into a relationship. Um, Mm -hmm. If you really want a thriving, strong relationship. And I, I believe there's going too far with that. Like you can't figure all your shit out, (laughs) but it is good. Like if you're starting something very new like this, like getting into figuring out, your spirituality with your faith as a queer person to like, let yourself process that for a minute, but you can process it with friends. And who knows one of those friends might turn into a future partner. And Mm -hmm. those, sometimes that can be the best kind, you know, and sometimes the best kind could be someone you met on a random swipe on Tinder or for me, old, old school. Okay. Cupid. And you have just like a strong connection but because you've gotten comfortable with having conversations with other queer folks and because you've started these conversations within yourself, then all of a sudden these conversations become easier and you're more prepared. Mm -hmm. And so that would be like my like, you know, real time, like here's some advice on how to, (laughs) to go about (laughs) finding someone because I know when I have single friends who are who have their shit together who are mature who really are hot because all my queer friends are hot and i'm like I'm like i want to find someone for them you know mm-hmm. i've hooked up um my friend Emmett. like ask him like a lot of times and um he's had a lot of fun um because of me <laughs> And he will 100% admit that that is true. (laughs) I am a great wingman.
1: (laughs) Find yourself a queer friend who will just pass you around. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) If that's what you want. And I mean, like, like, seriously, like, you are doing the right thing. You're on the right path. You're asking questions and you're feeling comfortable asking even vulnerable questions. Just keep it up and build those relationships baby and i can't wait to hear from you a year from now like where you're at you know and i hope this i hope this conversation helped other people out too um do you think there's anything else we could have covered jack
1: um uh one thing that occurred to me is okay cupid oh my god
0: how old are you oh my god (laughs) uh well erica and i are going on going on eight years we're about to hit eight years <laughs> so eight years in march
1: um i did want to <laughs> so that old <laughs> yes eight years ago okay keep when when swiping
0: wasn't a wasn't a thing
1: <laughs> i'm fully older than Jess, but younger than her as a gay <laughs> um i i also wanted to agree with the point of like processing first can be really helpful like I started dating like right after my then wife and I broke up and I'm really glad that I didn't find uh, a partner right away like it was a it was a couple years after we broke up that I met August and I feel like it wasn't too much before that that i like kind of became ready uh-huh. for that so like if you are if you're not yet out or you're like pretty freshly out there are there's are some ways that a queer relationship is going to be more difficult now than it is down the road when you've processed some stuff more especially for those of us who have like religious trauma baggage to uh-huh. deal with like i'm really glad that like i i'm not gonna set any sort of prescriptive like one size fits all kind of situation but like for me it was a it was a couple years after i came out that my ex and i split up and then i had a couple more years to process that relationship along with continuing to process like like ex evangelical baggage
0: yeah but you had community around you in that that time as well
1: oh yeah like the processing won't happen on your own like get you like a good queer community and a therapist if those are available to you indispensable for
0: Mm me that's one of the things i love about our discord is like Mm -hmm. Even when I'm unavailable, people are helping each other, which is really great because I'm used to and you're used to being in this like leadership of our ministry position. But one of the beautiful Mm -hmm. things about our community is that there are a ton of people who have experienced a conglomerate of different, you know, things. And so they can speak to um, different things that people are hurting about or questioning about or just... um, wanting to like throw something against a wall and see what sticks. Like there's Mm -hmm. all kinds of ways that we're processing different things. And um, it's a really vulnerable space, at least on the discord Um, in Facebook, it tends to be a lot of like uh, just like heavily supported. Like people are just supporting each other as they, they Mm -hmm. go through something Um, or if they're celebrating something, they're celebrating with them. And I love that. I love that about Mm -hmm. the community that we've built Um, on our Thursday night support groups. There have been a few that I haven't been to even recently because we have been, you know, growing to the point where the community supports each other. And Mm -hmm. I love hearing about how, you know, oh, I was just really excited because, you know, so and so, got you know, colored their hair and it was a big move for them and it made them feel powerful. And I was just really excited for them. And I just love hearing that, like from Mm -hmm. other people in the community supporting each other. Yeah, that's awesome. I was going to say something really quick about, you know, you saying like nothing is prescriptive. I think like just because you were saying like maybe take some time to process um, whatever that time needs to be for you. It doesn't mean you can't have fun. Like it doesn't mean you can't go to the club. And I mean, COVID times, obviously, or it doesn't mean that you can't swipe with someone and. um and play around with some of the, your desires physically. It just means like, maybe not search for your wife right now or your, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) like maybe now's not the time to, to search for that like long-term partner. Um, but it doesn't mean there aren't other ways that you can discover your sexuality and the things that you enjoy. Jack sure did.
1: Glory holes. Very (laughs) pandemic friendly.
0: No. (laughs) 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 oh my gosh can you imagine having waited to like have all of your sexual experiences with just August no no I
1: nor would I have wanted to have exactly I'm a better lover Mm -hmm. than I would have been because of my relatively high body count Mm Hmm. Hell yeah! How high? Only her confessor knows for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, friend, I hope that this has been like helpful, and I hope that it has been an answer that um, you might not have expected, but actually like useful in the long run. And I hope you felt loved through this. Um, and I hope that it's answered more than just our, um, our friend who sent in this question. Um, I hope it's helped uh, other people who have listened to us. And I know one of the things that they said after listening to just a couple episodes. Actually, I'll just read it because it, was, it really touched me. Um, but they said, just so you know, your podcast has put into words things that I have experienced and have not been able to put into words myself for people to put things into words that I can relate to and question and so forth has been so helpful. And I live for these moments Mm. um, where people share with us how the podcast or how our conversations have, have touched them. And it's the reason why I keep doing this because there are so many more people out there like our friend who need to hear us have conversations like this comfortably.
1: Yeah, one of the things that give the, gives the closet its power is its ability to make us feel like we're alone. But there are so many of us who have had su- such similar stories, and it's so powerful when we find each other. And I love the ways that this podcast has helped people whose stories are similar to ours to find us and through us to find each other
0: absolutely absolutely all right gorgeous babes be sure to follow us at lab mafia on instagram and twitter and at labmafia.com we have merch
1: buy things with our logo on it please and thank you
0: (laughs) (laughs) also if you're wanting to support us but you hate the logo and you hate our shirts (laughs) you don't even wear shirts you're a nudist (laughs) please go to patreon.com and give us a little bit of support it has helped us to be able to set up recording equipment for jack at um, their new home it has uh, helped us to be able to fund our initial orders on shirts Um, it's helped us to be able to put food in our bodies once a month when we have a meeting sometimes it helped us to be able to celebrate (laughs) our one year so there are there are ways that it has helped us and we've been able to help others um so definitely please um if you have a little bit to spare please consider doing so all right gorgeous babes be fierce and keep the faith and don't fuck
1: it up our amazing music is written and produced by evan coles of springwood productions speaking of springwood i just want to thank them for recording mixing and producing our audio without them this podcast wouldn't be happening springwood is made up of passionate creatives are really easy to work with and professional and they really know their stuff so if you need anything like video or audio production or they can really do anything to help your music or business like they got me Taco Bell one time for god's sake so go check them out at springwoodproductions.com